Welcome to the Career Cast podcast, a show about professional journeys and the wealth of options the 21st century has to offer. Each week we speak to budding artists, entrepreneurs, models and more to understand just how they pursued their passions and made it a sustainable career. The Career Cast was created to help you find your next big move or even channel a passion project into a full-time career. No matter what your interest, we are sure you'll find a valuable lesson from our diverse group of guests. Hello and welcome back to the Career Cast podcast. My name is Shrivat Lakshman, the co-creator of the show that dives into careers. As our regular listeners will know, we don't just talk about careers but something more important purpose each episode we have a new guest who takes us through their journey and how they found their calling even if it isn't a full time career i'm once again joined by afnan ahmed my co-host for this season thanks shrivats uh, it certainly has been a very interesting and eye opening season i know i have certainly learned a lot i'm sure our listeners too will have plenty of key takeaways even if the career isn't exactly their calling one thing i certainly noticed is how similar everyone's responses were on certain topics like happiness and finding their passion even if their career choices were poles apart indeed and to see how far that similarity goes this episode we're taking to the skies literally while we aren't recording this episode from a plane we are going to talk to someone with plenty of experience of being on one after all aviation is a massive part of our global economy and global warming so we really need to talk about it did you know in 2017 flight aware estimated that there were an average of 9728 commercial airplanes in the sky at any given time thanks to the pandemic though that number is estimated to have fallen to around 7000 8000 by no means is that a small number though especially when you consider the fact that commercial jets account for around 46% of all flights we aren't going to talk about cargo military or private jets today only commercial and our guest is shaz hanif a pilot or first officer as a term is technically known as with a leading middle eastern airline welcome to the show shaz uh, thank you so much afnan and shivas uh, it's a pleasure to be here thank you so much for the introduction as i told you earlier it's my first podcast so here i am thank you well um charles diving straight in i'm sure everyone has uh, grown up and always considered to be really cool to be a pilot unfortunately it's a dream that gets lost somewhere along the way uh, but clearly that's not the case with you right you've taken that dream and made it into reality so can you tell us what inspired you to take to the skies see uh, she was it would be very difficult to pinpoint an exact uh, time or person who inspired me i think it just comes from within like uh, you know being an uh, expatriate who lived in uh, dubai my whole life you know, a lot of traveling back home and i was uh, a big uh, fan of aviation as a child and of course top gun you cannot uh, say no to it so all these things combined i don't know somewhere from within i had this uh, really big urge to be on the other side of the door i mean the cockpit door that's what i meant and uh, thanks to god's grace and my parents support uh, i was here i am okay that's a, that's a, that's quite a story shaz uh, picking up on that let's talk about your journey of getting there like what is the path 
to becoming a pilot uh, what courses does one need to take okay so let's uh, start from the basic so once you finish your 11th and 12th grade uh it is advisable to have science in your 11th and 12th grade but it is not must in many countries but some countries do demand it all right so after that what you got to do is so you have to contact the flying school obviously and then get done with your medicals so let's uh, since i'm working in uh, uae i would like to say how things work in uae but it is slightly different and uh, depending upon the country so let's say for example in india to get your medicals you have to first go and get your class 2 medicals from an authorized uh, doctor because every doctor can't do this and once you get your class 2 medicals you go and you get a class 1 medicals so once you're done with your medicals then it comes the second part but whereas when it comes to uae they only have uh, class 1 medicals all right they don't have this class 2 medicals and then you get your class 1 medicals by the way the information i'm giving you might be a bit outdated because i did my uh, uh, medicals back in 2015 initially so please do your due diligence all right Okay. So after you're done with your medicals, uh, what usually happens, like I had a slightly different career path. I'll talk about that after this. First, you get your SPL, which is a student pilot license. After that, you get your PPL, which is your private pilot license. Then you get your CPL, which is your commercial private license. This is the first part. All right. And there are some requirements for all these. I'm not going to go deep into it. And once uh, you're done with your CPL, this is why where much people, I mean, people don't have much idea about how this career works. because people believe as soon as you get a cpl you can directly go and working an airline that is not how it works all right so once you get a cpl most airlines they do fly let's say for example they have like a380s they have boeing they have uh, the a320s and so on so you need to get a type rating so in before you get a type rating you have to do something called as an mcc you have to there are some other technical terms which i don't wish to put in right here so only if you do all these things you can start working for an airline all right so these are the requirement so what i did is i went through a credit program for an airline which means uh, i didn't take the traditional path i did something called as an mpl which means the airline will train you to become their pilot all right and once you become start working for them you work uh, you have to fly for certain amount of hours and then you get something called as an atpl all right so only if you have an atpl okay the thing with atpl is only if you have an atpl you can become a commander all right and most airlines in order to join them whether it is foreign or whether it is india or whether it is ua they'll ask you for a minimum of atpl i mean most airlines not all airlines all right so this is the career path so uh, you mentioned uh, in the in the ending appl and uh, a certain atpl can you just uh, can you can you just uh, uh explain on that a bit uh okay uh it could get a bit technical all right no so what i said was once you do your cpl you get your type rating uh you start building up your hours all right so in order to get an atpl which is airline transport pilot license you need to have certain amount of hours you need to have certain amount of uh, pilot in command hours you need to have certain amount of uh, uh other things too once you finish your cpl once you finish your this thing you have to do a type rating after you're done with the type rating you have to do a line training and once the line training is over you have to work for 1500 hours you need to have 100 after that you need to have at least 500 hours of pic which is pilot in command and you can use some of your uh, simulator hours and then you apply for your check to become a get an atpl all right and to get an atpl you have to pass a simulator and you have to pass your overall once that is done then they'll give you a license atpl license 
So only if you have an ATPL license, you can apply for a foreign airline. Uh, you mentioned five hundred hours in pilot and command. That's like yeah, one fifty uh, flights. Not necessary. Let's say you do a one hour flight. That is five hundred flights. If you do uh, an average of six to seven, uh, I mean, it would be difficult to pinpoint, man. Because ah. in my airline, sometimes we fly one hour because we fly to Sohar, which is like forty five minutes. In the same time, we fly to uh, Prague, which is like seven hours. So depending upon the flights you have, like for me, in order to get my five hundred PIC, it took me almost one and a half years. Wow. So it takes this long to get an ATPL. And when you talk about uh, AT, when you talk about America, you cannot work in an airline without an ATPL. That is the only country in the world where you cannot work in an airline. Like for example, when it goes to India, they might take you with a CPL and uh, with your type rating. But if you go to America without an ATPL, you cannot work for an airline. So every country has different rules, and if I start talking about it, it'll get too long. That is the reason why I had to cut it off over there. Okay, okay, that's that's fair. Uh, uh, so in doing some research for this episode, uh, we found that a common question that was asked on Google with regard to the pilots is that do we need to be good at maths? So can you shed some light on that and uh, give us like a pinpoint answer whether maths is that necessary for uh, piloting? uh okay so how do i put this see maths is important all right but uh, you don't need your phd level maths if you are fine with your normal class 12 maths i think it should be fine but then again you know the aircraft is flying almost at uh, 350 nautical mile an hour which is roughly 8 nautical mile a minute which means you don't have uh, you know time to do your basic maths at that moment of course you know during our descent we have to manually calculate are we high are we low So it is basic subtractions and addition at that moment. But then again, uh, you need to have a basic idea, as especially during your uh, ground school, where you might have to use a little bit of uh, maths over there. And then again, you can use maths to calculate your crosswind or your tailwind or your you know we do we can do that manually if you want, even though everything is available right now in form of an app. But uh, yes, you need maths. That's what I would say. And again, it could be subjective. Somebody else might say no, maths is not that important. But I believe maths is important. Right, and uh, you know, sticking to the theme of education, Shah, I think you've very clearly uh, taken us through what requires to be a pilot. Uh, when we went through your LinkedIn profile, you also had a list of certifications there. Um, so, can you tell us what those certifications are? How essential are they, and where someone can obtain them from? uh okay so as far as certification goes uh, as i mentioned earlier the all the certifications that you see there are my licenses like uh, and uh, like i think you might have seen my english language proficiency which is again important every airline requires that in order to work for them then uh, again my uh, atp license so these are the certifications as far as certification goes let's uh, let's move on to another topic which is uh, like the fear of flying so um is there a certain um what do you say you have if if you have any fear of flying or uh, how do you work upon it uh, how do you have you come across someone who's had the fear of flying and has uh, gotten across it and uh, become a pilot does it affect uh, you know does it affect your uh, role a lot see uh, personally i do not know anybody i mean any of my colleagues who have a fear of flying to be very honest but then uh, i mean it's okay it's a phobia you just have to work on it if you ask me how i'm not certified to say that to be very honest <laughs> all right like if not the fear of flying in in this case maybe even the fear of heights uh similar again as i told you earlier the thing is you need i mean see if you know your facts if you know your stuff it becomes easier 
like i know how an aircraft work how it flies and the technicality behind it but somebody sitting in the passenger seat might not know that so they might be afraid of turbulence they might be afraid of you know whatever is happening inside the aircraft but every action that happens inside i know why it happens and i'm not saying i know everything but yeah i know why it happens and uh, what i should do in order to you know prevent it so that's it i think knowledge is power so as far as your knowledge is on point i don't think uh, it would be such an issue okay <clears throat> okay so then uh, carrying on from there can you explain your uh, you know first uh, commercial flight experience and you know uh, after that you know your favorite moment when you were there flying in the sky like maybe you saw some uh, some scene or you know maybe a bird came across the window something of the sort which you can remember uh all right so the thing is my first flight ever was on a cessna all right so let's just keep that aside i think by first flight you meant a flight on an airbus c20 all right or the aircraft that i'm typated on at the moment yeah. so my first flight flying as uh, okay so this is how our training goes all right before you do your first flight as a first officer uh you do some flights where you sit as an observer and uh, you know you see what they are doing you try to you know ask questions you try to learn that is how first couple of flights goes all right so after that you start uh, on your right hand uh, seat so my first flight was to this destination called as uh, gasim which is in uh, saudi arabia all right and uh, again that was a training flight so nothing much happened it was everything was uh, quite fast and it i remember it was slightly different from what we had in the simulator as in uh, you know the aircraft was similar but the feeling is a bit different because nothing can uh, you know simulate the nature to its uh, 100% so that was my first flight and my memorable moment would be my first landing it was in uh, cochin so i'm from kerala for those of you who don't know that and i was fortunate enough to have my first landing in cochin so that was uh, very memorable uh, it was a really happy moment to be very honest that is really sweet and uh, a wonderful memory for sure i think uh, landing back home always feels great but to do it as a pilot must definitely be something else oh uh, trust me she was it was uh, amazing i have no words to explain you know how it felt back then right great shot. and uh, i was like 21 back then and you know it was uh, crazy wow indeed where well, we can only imagine uh, <laughs> thank you man I- thank you so much Uh, right so uh, let's move on now to talk about the wider aviation industry um, obviously pandemic aside because i think that's been overdone and over talked about uh, but the way current things are right we have a situation where a lot of pilots are on strike in europe currently uh, you know your people are saying that you're being overworked and underpaid uh, there's a lot of challenges um, both in uh, europe and in america Uh, and in india as well with the way the aviation sector just keeps on changing um so just wanted to find out from you what are those challenges that you face and how intense are they see as far as uh, the strikes and everything goes it depends upon company to company region to region as far as i'm concerned i'm happy where i am i'm not overworked uh i'm happy at the moment all right so uh, let's talk about the challenges your second part of the question see uh, in order to become a pilot you have to be very adaptable and flexible let's say for example you might have to fly during nights you might have to fly during morning uh, from a third person perspective it might seem like okay fine it is doable but when you continuously do it over the years trust me it has a toll on your body 
and uh, for an average person flying maybe let's say once or twice a year or let's say even let's say 10 times a year uh this might not be a big issue but for somebody who is doing this your whole life or you're bound to have some health issues and as i've told you earlier your medicals are very important if you lose your medicals you there's a very high possibility that you might not even fly again in your future so every year you're literally you know risking your license and every six months you have to do your checks so again it comes with its uh, own challenges and i don't like to call it as a pressure because as long as uh, you are prepared and uh, you know what you're doing uh, things would be fine all these problems arise when uh, you don't take actions right okay so like on that note yeah you spoke about being happy at your job let's talk about the happiness aspect um as a pilot you're responsible for countless lives that you fly you know so how do you uh, like handle that pressure or do you remember the first uh, first or first few times that you were flying how did you handle that pressure at the time and secondly uh, how do you find this happiness as a pilot like what gets you up every morning to go out there and do the job that you do uh fun uh, i'm always excited to be very honest when i go for a flight i feel like it's to sell my first flight to be very honest i know it might sound a bit cheesy but this is the honest fact like i'm really excited to go to my operations i'm really excited to you know fly i'm really excited to meet new people i'm really excited to explore so that is what keeps me going and then in my case i try to always have a life outside aviation to be very honest like let's say i'm done with flying i'm back home i'm with my people i'm with my you know uh, family i'm with my squad i'm with you know with them so i really don't uh, find it really stressful or you know it really affects me but that's it man just uh, find out what you want to do in your life other than flying because flying can't be the only thing that you do right you need to have a life back home uh, as i told you earlier there are a lot of expectations on you and i said i don't want to use the word pressure but i cannot find an alternate word so there is a lot of pressure on you as you said earlier so yeah you have to find what works for you man because i'd have colleagues who likes that who does bikes who likes to go for drives who likes to play some sport so find your thing man right Wow, Shaz, uh, fantastic! I think you've summed up what it is to be a pilot quite well, and you've given us a lot of in-depth and a uh, little bit of technical information, which I know is important in this kind of an industry. Uh, so thank you for that. And you're welcome, man. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me here too. Great. Uh, we love to have you on the show, and uh, we hope to see you again soon. Um, so for all of you who are interested in becoming a pilot, now you know what it's like. Uh, do feel free to go check out Shaz on LinkedIn. and uh, you know find out more about this there are plenty of resources on the internet please do remember to follow the career cast on facebook twitter and instagram as we'll keep bringing you more interesting stories every week thank you for listening